Now, Lord, it's your time. Never mind. Let it always be about you. Anoint us, O oh God, touch our minds, touch our bodies, touch our hearts. May the words I speak bring you praise and never, never shame. It is in your holy name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. The sermon for this blessed morning, a legacy of generosity, a legacy of generosity. Several months ago, I was in supermarket Kroger's and a young, well, a lady recognized me and asked me that I do Sister Liz Burden's funeral. And I said, yes, I was honored to be asked to do that. And she shared with me some things about Sister Liz that I already knew. But what she said is, you know, she taught us a lot. But the most important thing she taught me how to do was passing on to be generous. And I taught my child how to do that. And now he's teaching his child how to do that. Wow. A legacy of generosity. That's some awesome stuff. The text talks about one heck of a legacy because it talks about God's masterpiece, us. The created order, you and me, gave us dominion over the world. And yet he knew that we needed some direction. So he sent Jesus, who taught us how to live, suffer, and die, and expect resurrection. So this great generosity of God through his son, Jesus Christ, should impact the world. It should make us see things radically different. If we study, if we pray, if we believe, then it will unravel for us the great mystery of life, how God unfolds it and says to us, you are part of a magnificent creation. You're part of a world order. And my expectation in this world order is for you to pass on, which really means I have a generous heart, a legacy, of generosity. You teach some and they'll teach some and they'll teach some and we all will be generous. And we speak of generosity, people clam up because they think we, they're thinking about, you're talking about my sin and my gold. You want me to give that away? Generosity means you. It means your time, it means your talent, it means your love. And yes, it means your silver and gold, but it means the total realm of your being be generous, pass it on, pass it on. If we passed it on, the world would be a much better place. If we were more generous, the world would be a better place. If nobody had to ask us to do the right things, to help out where there's a need to teach, to preach, or whatever we need to do, then the world would have to get better. A legacy of generosity, do you have it? Have you instilled it in your children? What does that truly mean? Our daughter, went to Tennessee State and we said to her, we are, we are middle-class folk. We've been blessed to have some resources. So if you find a kid who needs something, you call us and we'll help. But she never called, she just helped. <laughs> I'll get my credit card, somebody needed a windshield. What happened, Angie? Well, they knocked the windshield out, she didn't have insurance or somebody needed some groceries or somebody needed something. 
the legacy of generosity. And I thought she's spending my money. <laughs> well, what would she be like when she has her own money? And I watched her daughter whose cause now is the homeless. She has taught her daughter something about generosity because we taught her something about generosity and gen the generosity I was taught was from my mom and my clan and, and, and my family, the legacy of generosity. That's not a worldly thing, it's a godly thing. Generosity, unconditional. You don't have to do anything for me to be generous. I just feel, wake up with the need to give myself. I love music. All kinds of music. Doesn't matter whether it's folk music or blues or country. I just, I just, I love music. And music gives us so many wonderful stories and so many wonderful images. But those who know me well know that my favorite singer in the total world is Sam Cooke. And I don't argue with anybody. He's the best singer who ever lived. Don't argue with anybody. Sam Cooke had two awesome songs. The Change is Gonna Come and Bring It On Home. And Bring It On Home is one of my all time. Maybe my the song I love most because it talks about generosity in a different way. Sam says, you know, I'll, just come back home, baby. I'll, I'll, I'll be a slave till I'm buried in my grave. I'll give you jewelry. I'll give you money too. I'll do all these things. If you just come back home, he's gonna be generous when she comes back home, but he's generous because he wants her back home. The issue of generosity is we don't do it to manipulate somebody. We don't do it to change to change somebody. We do it because it's our need and our desire. So generosity comes forth from your soul. It's a godly thing. How can I embrace the world? Who can I love today? What child can I hold? What senior citizen can I get wisdom from? What, what can I do in this community? What can I do in my school? I have this need to feel generous because God gave me dominion over a world. I can't just stand it and say it's all mine. I've got to do something to make it better and to keep it better and make it heaven here on earth. What do I do, Lord? I pass on my legacy of generosity. Are you teaching your children to be generous? We teach them to get a good education, teach them to make money, teach them to consume. Why are we teaching our children to give themselves away. One of my dearest friends worked at a historically black college for 45 years in the scholarship department. She loved her work. She saw kids come through there who really needed money. So she worked to help them get resources. But she said it broke her heart that in 40 something years of being at a historical black school, she didn't know if she'd gotten two dozen letters of gratitude, two dozen letters of thank you. After all of that, and more importantly, 90% of the people who got scholarships never gave anything back. You been there? Have you been there? I wonder, we have a big scholarship fund in our church, hopefully. We do good. I know, I know the chairperson. I know we do good work. But I want to ask how many folk have written a letter to the committee saying thank you or the church or anybody else? How many people over the last years that sitting there or any church with that scholarship have been in existence 
Has anybody stopped to say, because you gave me a scholarship, I'm funding somebody in Nigeria. I'm giving a scholarship to somebody in Africa. I just wonder how many people are passing it on or is there a sense that there's an expectation that I deserve it and I don't have to do anything to pass it on. There's, there's an expectation that I can just get and get and get and don't ever put anything back in the kid. Are we teaching folk to have a legacy of generosity? Well, might make folk mad when you talk about it. What I do is between me and God, well, you and God's community, so let me tell you something. Stop using that line. What all I'll do is between me and God. If you're in God's community, part of the family of God, other people need to know that you care about the family of God. Other people need to know that your love is, is free. Other people need to know that you embrace God's world and you're glad to do that. You need to be a witness and a role model for other people. Don't hide your good deeds. You ain't got to run around and brag about them, but, but if you're doing things, people are going to know. They're going to know that you brought me groceries when I was down and out, when, when, when my husband left. They're going to know that you brought me groceries when I lost my job. They're going to know that when my house burned down, you bought my kids clothes. They are going to know that because they, they see the legacy of generosity that you have. And we, we're asking the church, have a legacy of generosity. You know, I hear people all the time talking about welfare people and all those people who just take and take and take. Well, if you were taken out of the kid, they ain't giving nothing back. You ain't you in the same boat they're in. Amen. You know, don't pot can't call a kill block. If it's good enough for them, it ought to be good enough for you. If we have a legacy of generosity. It means that you understand the biblical notion that God so ordered the world to fix it for you to be engaged in it. In order to have an attitude of generosity, you got to remember your legacy. Look at how your mama, what your mama did for the kids in the community. Look at what your daddy did for his neighbors. Look at all the things that people didn't have to do. When you, when you, when you, when you, when your neighbor could not cut his grass because his leg was broken. What did your daddy do? He got up and got his lawnmower and cut the grass. I asked nobody nothing. He trimmed the hedges. I asked nobody nothing. When somebody needed food, there's food on the porch. And nobody asked anybody anything because that's what we do. But Ray Charles, we make it do what it do, baby. We've got that legacy of generosity. It means we're constantly find, finding ways to give ourselves away to say to God, here I am, God, use me. Mold me, shape me, use me, make me who you need me to be. That's the God that we, we love. We just can't sing about him, talk about him. We got to emulate him. We've got to take some action. You know, when we sit around and, and talk about him and, and sing about him and, and pontificate, he said, okay, you've done that. Now get up off your behinds. Get up off the pews, go into the world, and let them know that I sent you. I sent you. You've got a legacy, a legacy that says this is a legacy of hope. I love you. I care about you. I want to be in your life. I want to be in your world. It is not about me. It is not about me. It is about what it means to reflect and hold hands in the community. I don't know if many of you remember the, the little Robert Fulgen book. Says all I 
need to know I learned in kindergarten. But in that book, it talks about our relationship and said, when you, to kids, when you cross the street, hold hands. When you cross the street, it means you're in solidarity. You don't want anybody to get run over. You don't want anybody to get hurt. A lot of things we learned in kindergarten that are so valuable to us. We learn to deeply appreciate and love people. We learn to honestly love people without second guessing people, without putting them down, without pontificating, without doing anything else. We learn to love God's folk because they are God's folk. Are you generous today? Or is it about you? Are you generous tomorrow or is it about you? We're outside of the funeral yesterday and got extremely emotional, not because it was a funeral, it was when we were there to honor one of our saintly sisters, her brother passed away. We're there just to be in solidarity with her. But I, I looked at the pews of centenary folk and I got emotional. And I said to myself, as I look around at the people who are sitting around me, excluding me, I'm not counting Roger, I'm talking about the people who are sitting around me. I said, Lord, if I died right now, I'd be in the center of people, your people who are truly active in loving you. I've been a center of people who understand the legacy of generosity. I'll be sitting around people who know how to give themselves away. I'll be sitting around people who make, who make, take the time to love and be in solidarity with their friends. I'll be sitting with people who know how to generously, generously, generously give to their church. I'd be sitting with people, those six or seven people I was sitting with, I said, Lord, if I had nobody else in the church, and I do have plenty of great people in church, but if, no, if everybody else, and these people were here, we could still do great stuff because they understand a legacy of service. They understand a legacy of gratitude. They understand a legacy of generosity. And nobody has to tell them. Nobody has to beg them. Nobody has to call them. Nobody has to say, what you do, they're always doing. Always doing. Always doing. Nobody has to say, please come to Bible study. Please come to church. Please give. Nobody has to say anything because they're going to do it because of who they are. And they're going to teach their offspring. They're going to teach their children. They're going to teach their family. This is what we do. This is how we are the church because God has created it and created a church for all of us as we get older and tragedy strikes strikes and sickness. I'm talk, talking to people in the hospital, people are waiting tests, people who are doing things. And I'm saying, Lord, take care of my people. I can't do it. Members can't do it. We can check in with each other. But well, Lord, we need you. And if we shower people with the love we have and show our generosity, we show God care enough. When we care enough to say, Lord, I need you to intervene in this situation. I need you to keep showing me how to be generous. And at the end of the day, if the people you raise are not generous, it is not really on them. It's on you. At the end of the day, 
if people don't care enough that you raise, it's on Roger, it's on Cynthia, it's on Sister Mayo, it's on Brother Jones. Because we have to give them something beyond what the world offers. No fame, no glory, no silver, no gold. Carl Perkins wrote a song and Dolly Parton sang it called Silver and Gold. And it says, silver and gold might buy you a home, <laughs> but things in this world, they don't last long. Time is a way of making you old and time can't be bought back with silver and gold. Time's running out. Most of us got a whole lot more water behind us than we do in front of us. We're coming to the bridge. Coming to the end of our journey where we will stand on the shores of Galilee and we will give witness to what our life has meant to the world. God already knows, but he just wants you to rehash your life. And he wants the saints to be able to say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. You had a legacy of generosity. You cared. When people talked about generosity, you didn't preach out to leave. <laughs> talking about generosity, you didn't say that lately out to leave. They talk about generosity. We don't need them to talk about stuff in life. We just need them to retell the Bible stories. Just tell them Bible stories. That's what we want you to do. If we if we if we just get a good preacher who can just retell them Bible studies and don't worry us, no way, no form, no how. I just need somebody to retell them Bible. Stories. I want to hear about David and Goliath. I want to hear about Samson and how he took that jawbone and whooped everybody's eye. That's what I want to hear. Don't tell me what I got to do with my life. God ain't sent you here to do that. I, I get enough from other people telling me what to do with my life. But in reality, folk, what you do with your life matters. And it matters because the world needs you. God needs you. God needs you to behave like the people sitting on that bench with me yesterday. They already got their ticket punch. They've been with the master. Whatever happens, they're going to be with the master. Through trial and tribulation, through people putting you down for what you do, for people saying you're trying to be somebody, people saying you just try to think you all that. Well, I'm telling you, if I have a legacy of generosity, with all my flaws, yeah, I'm all that. And a bag of chips, cookies, and, and ice cream. If I got a legacy of generosity that my mama gave me, that my ancestors before that gave me, yeah, I'm all that. And whatever the world does to knock me down, I'm going to get back up. And I'm going to keep on getting up. And I'm going to keep on saying, pass it on. You can hold on to it, but I got to pass it on. It, 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 I, can't, I can't make it if I don't pass it on challenge for you as we get ready to celebrate this awesome gift of communion and you break the bread and you drink the wine do you know how generous the king is do you know what you have been given do you know do you know what God has done in your life. Mabel Thornton died in Dayton. And there was a traffic jam in the little church that she attended. 
Nobody had ever seen in the city that many people trying to get into a funeral. Mabel ran a daycare center, unlicensed <laughs> daycare center. All the little mothers, single mothers and poor folk bought their babies so they, they could work crammed in her little house. Sometimes she fed them two or three meals, gave everything she had. Everybody who gave testimony said, I'm trying my best to do what she did. Her generosity brought me here today and, and had made me a generous person. Lines going back for blocks. She wasn't famous in the world, but she was famous in the kingdom because she gave it away. Her generosity was unmatched, not because she was trying to rival anybody, but God gave her the ability. Her mama taught her how, so be it. Do you have a legacy of generosity? Amen, amen, and amen.